Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, I am beside myself with excitement because my next guest has played so many iconic characters, from Rudy to Samwise Gamgee, and most recently, Paul Manafort. He now stars as Bob in Stranger Things. He's a little younger than you, standing in line for the Ferris wheel at the Rowan County Fair. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, I feel this fat white glove tap me on the shoulder. I spin around, and there he is, Mr. Baldo. <laughs> hey, kiddo, would you like a balloon? <laughs> Go ahead, laugh. It's funny. It wasn't funny back then, I can tell you that. I couldn't get him out of my head. Every night, he would come to me in my dreams. And every night when he came to me, I ran. Please welcome Sean Astin. That's awesome. Hi. Hi. It's so nice to meet you. Finally. Yeah, we met briefly during rehearsal. Yeah. Because you walked out on stage. Do we have this? I was in the middle of... Well, I hate of, those embarrassing, like, meetings on... Walking. I was just trying to do, uh, rehearse some of the material, and as I was trying to re- uh, rehearse it, you walked out, um, just to say hi, in your underwear. <laughs> and... Hey! And I gotta tell you, that's Back good, Jim. I gotta tell you, for me, it's like I'm the cheerleader meeting the captain of the football team, because I know you're probably tired of hearing this, but you were in this movie called Lord of the Rings. I was. And... <laughs> Have you heard me talk about you in that? You're my favorite character you know. in my favorite movie. I am... I don't know what, how to describe how excited I am to meet uh, you right Let me now. just say, you, first of all, the reason I did that, yes. come out to see you like that, yeah. was my 15-year-old daughter, Elizabeth, yeah. begged me not to do anything to embarrass the family. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, a good dad. Elizabeth, I love you. Now we'll get back to the normal part. Um, okay. You know more about Lord of the Rings than all of the people who made Lord of the Rings combined. Now, here's the thing. I found out, uh, and it only slightly broke my heart, that you, when you got the part, you knew nothing about the Lord of the Rings. My degree from UCLA is in English and American history, or history and American literature and culture. Okay. So that it's a, it's a British, it's an English story. Yes, so it is. UCLA, I don't know, they're, they're going to be mad that I kind of... But, yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, when my agent called me, she said, Honey, you have to have a flawless British accent by Tuesday. And this is a real conversation. And, uh, and I said, Okay. There, she said, Peter Jackson is doing the Lord of the Rings trilogy for New Line. And I understood Peter Jackson, New Line, and Trilogy. 
But I didn't know what the Lord of the Rings part was. And she goes, it's the sequels to The Hobbit, The Hobbit. And I was like, I know exactly what that is. And honestly, I thought it was the Phantom Tollbooth. <laughs> That's a different story. That's a different, it's a totally That's different a, it's a story. Milo, story I can, a... I'm, I'm not writing uh -huh. that part now. But so yeah. at any point did you read the books? Because they're yes. pretty good. Yes. I, I, I was, there were some that didn't. Some on the... Uh, who, in the, I'm in not the cast, saying anything. Yes, who didn't read them. I'm not saying anything. Yeah. But I read them cover to cover three times, and I absolutely love them. To me, it wasn't like being transported into another world. It was like work. You know, it was like I want to understand what, how would he hold the pipe. You know, like how would right. how would uh, you know yeah. all, all the little the little nuances. They changed stuff, a few but... things about your character. Okay, go on. And oh. I have questions for you, by the way. Oh, oh, I'd love to answer your questions. Yeah. Uh, be a guest on my own show. Sorry. Um, <laughs> your character, your version of Sam in the script, you call him Mr. Frodo. In the book, he's Master Frodo. I think I say master sometimes. You do? I did when we were filming. I don't know if it, I can't, it was, they're long. I, you can't watch all of them at once. Yes, you Some can. Some people do. I know. <laughs> you can watch all of them at once. You don't even have to have pants on. <laughs> Apparently, uh -huh. that's not a problem for me. Exactly. But. Are you your own favorite character from Lord of the Rings? Because you're, because Sam is the hero, you know. Sam is the hero. Tolkien himself said that Sam is the hero of the Lord of the Rings. You know. I think that Sam would never, in a million years, want to be considered the hero of that story. So my official, on the record, answer is no. <laughs> um, I like my. Fa I have two favorite characters. Um, Gollum, the stinker, even though he keeps calling me stupid fat hobbit. I still, it's one of the more interesting characters. And then Treebeard. Oh, sure. I yeah. love Treebeard. Yeah. Because, and it's, it's so kind of, um, I guess it's sort of typical and political or whatever, but during the Industrial Revolution, when you go across England, the smokestacks belching and people were having lung problems and everything else, and Tolkien wrote this story, and in the story he creates these trees, these slow, lumbering, thinking, talking trees that are just like my dad. Remember jo John Aston Gomez? Yeah, I do, yeah. Of course, so yeah. That, yeah, so he's, a, he's an ant. My dad, that's why, that's it. I finally figured it out. The reason I love the, the ants is because my dad is tree beard. But, uh, and then they come to life and they fight to defend the, the forest. The forest. And, the, and, and yeah, and, and decency and stuff. So I just love the idea of like whether or not man wants to acknowledge our part in what's happening with the environment. The environment doesn't care. It's going to come, it's going to rise up and protect itself. I hope so. Yeah, it I will. Hope so. <laughs> Now, you're on Stranger Things. Yeah, Stranger Things. So, yeah. So now you're on Stranger Things, second season. It's set in the 80s. Obviously, you're one of the stars of The Goonies. Yeah. And that and things like, you know, uh, other Spielberg things like uh, E.T. are big influences on this show. When you're in it, do you feel like, oh, this is really familiar to me? Uh, yes, it's a little bit. But what's so cool is the Duffer brothers who created it are so... They're so sweet, and they're such beautiful guys. And you're standing there, and you're looking at, like, a Radio Shack or, a, you know, a, a Gremlin car or all these kind of other things that are... And, and their idea, it's like they're unpacking Elizabethan England or something. Or they're, they're, it's like this, this, great, this great discovery. You know, they have, like historical advisors on the set to talk about what posters would be right to go on the mm -hmm. set. So to me, like, the 80s is... Well, I don't know how old you are, but to me, the 80s is... Uh, he's kind of timeless, right? Like, you can't even... Um, you are. <laughs> you are. Anyhow, it is, yes, it is a wonderful thing to work with these, these young performers and Winona Ryder, and, and the fans love it to death, and I'm just blessed to, again, be invited to be a part of something special. Well, we're blessed that you were. Thank Lovely you. Lovely to see you, Thank Sean. you so much. Coming up, Vigo Mortensen.
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Late Show Poncho listeners can get 20% off on all Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise on ParamountShop.com. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show shirts, mugs, accessories, and more with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to A Late Show. My first guest is a three-time Academy Award nominee you know from Eastern Promises, Captain Fantastic, and, of course, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. He now makes his directorial debut with the new film, Falling. Pull. Pull. Pull, Pull, Dad. Dad, you can't smoke in here. Let's let your mother sleep for a while. It's very early. Good idea. Please welcome back to a late show, Vigo Mortensen. Vigo, good to Hi. see you again. You? <laughs> <laughs> now, first of all, before we get started, I just for anyone confused at home, I'm the one in the green shirt. Vigo is in the blue shirt, because I know people are going, wait, who, which, which one's Vigo? It happens all the time. It happens all the time. I get it. Now, uh, it, we don't see you enough. It's been too long since you've been here. And it's, it's always a pleasure to have you. you uh, not only because I'm a fan of your work, but it's just great to have a Renaissance man here. You, you do it all. You're, you're, you're an actor. Uh, you're, you're, you're a poet. I've got a collection of your poetry, several collections of your poetry. You're a photographer. You're a painter. And, and now a director... What what is it like for you to be directing your first film to be on the other side of the lens? What what like what do you director think of Vigo Mortensen actor? Is that guy a prima donna? He was very obedient. He never got to the set later than I did. That's, never. That's he important. Was always on time. But does but if it, I was on time, he was on time. But but semi seriously, how does it change your view of your? sort of most famous pr profession, which is acting, to be the director. Does, do, you, do you view your art any differently now that you see the needs of directing? Well, when I go to the movies, and I have been going a lot, um, where I am right now, you can go to the movies. Um, oh, wait a second. Been... Wait a second. I have been told that you're in Europe. No one has told me what country you're in. You're in a country that can show movies. The only one I know yeah. of is New Zealand, and that's not in Europe. Can you get... We've been seeing movies since last... August. Do you speak the language of the country you're in? I do. That doesn't help because you speak seven languages. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in I'm in Spain right at this moment. Oh, oh, well. And that's that's Hola. the first place. <laughs> Hola, qué tal? Cómo estamos esta noche? Muy bien, muy bien. I, uh, uh, yeah, I, in fact, Falling was actually able to be seen in movie theaters. It's the oh. first country where the where Falling came out. It came out the 2nd of October, oh. 
And it's still in some theaters. It's been running for four months. It's kind of like a an indie oh, film okay. hit. So tell me about tell me about Falling. What's it about? Well, <clears throat> it's a story I wrote. I've been trying to direct a movie for a long time, for about 25 years. And I've written lots of screenplays. I've raised some of the money, but never enough, right? And until Falling, well, Falling, it took me three tries and about four, almost five years before I, I was able to shoot it. And the reason I started writing it, I was, it was right after my mom died, and she, um, she had had dementia, like, like the main character um, Lance Henriksen in our story does, the guy who plays my father. And there's a lot of that in my family, my dad, my mom, both sides of the family. It's, we're riddled with dementia, our family. And, um, and that was something I wanted to explore, but it was when my mom died, I just wanted to remember everything about her. You know, I loved her and I still love her. And I guess in a way I wanted to keep that flame alive because everything's very present, very alive, you know, when they die. <laughs> Sounds terrible, but, uh, sure. you know, it's just very immediate. All these images of her at different ages and the stories about her that you hear that more or less coincide with, your, coincide with yours. And so I just wanted to write them down. I ran uh, these ideas, these memories, and it, I started writing, but it became a story, a fictional story which I guess I felt freer to write than a documentary thing where I'd have to call my brothers and say, did this happen? When did that happen? Who said that? I, I was like, I'm just going to make it up and use the feelings and a few memories, few incidents. But it's a made-up story. So that's, that's how that came about. And, and it has worked. I have kept that flame alive or that wound open, I guess, you know, of memory uh, about my mom and my dad by making the movie, by, by editing it, by even talking about it now. It's like, sh I can see her. And that's, that's what I want. That's, that's, a, that's a true and profound thing, is that the flame alive and the wound open are the same thing. It's one of the greatest pains, but you wouldn't want to, anyone to take it away from you because the exactly. pain is also part of them. Yep, that's right. Well, uh, this is also the 20th anniversary of the release of uh, the first, The Fellowship, the first Lord of the Rings Film and I understand you got together recently with the cast. What was that like for you? What was like, what struck you on seeing everybody? Had you all been together in a while? I, I've seen uh, not all of them. I've seen some of them, um, the Hobbits. I've seen uh, Orlando Bloom now and then. I've seen Sean Bean a few times, you know. But not all of them. It was wonderful. It was just. I think the thing lasted an hour, a couple hours. It could have gone on for 20, 30 hours for me. I mean, there were so, so many more things I wanted to ask about. Um, I don't know. It was just, I hope we can do it again. It, and it would be nice to get together, like in New Zealand, ideally, with everyone. Uh, it, was, it was great. It was a unique experience, not just because we all, you know, because of the friendships or because it was a, based on this amazing book, you know, Tolkien's book. But just the experience of, of seeing Peter Jackson and this huge crew, hundreds of, you know, mostly New Zealanders who hadn't had much experience, some of them almost none, certainly not on a big movie, learning as they went along and, and Peter Jackson figuring out how to get past obstacles, you know, solve problems every day, big ones, little ones. Just, well, let's make up a shot. Let's do something nobody's ever done. That was like almost every day. It was like a wide open, crazy 
film school, really. It I love the description. I've heard it described as the most expensive low-budget film ever made because That's its scope, so its ambition was so great, even though the budget was so enormous, that it was basically, you know, they, they, did, they spent everything making it the best film you could. And, and I, I'm just wondering, have you ever watched all the films in the extended edition? Have you seen everything? All at once in one. No, go. not one shot. But did you watch the extended editions? Have you seen like? Oh yeah. Oh, I just oh, yeah. didn't know. Didn't know. Some some actors don't watch themselves. I I don't mind. I can take the the bad with the okay. I mean, you learn watching, and I know some people can't. But you you my friend bow to no one. You are the foremost <laughs> expert uh, or uh, fan. Maybe most, not expert. Maybe fan. I would say you are the person that I know of in the world who is the most consumed with anything and everything that has to do with Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings trilogy. I would change only one thing in that sentence. I am most nourished, not consumed. Okay. Very nice. I, I, I understand that you and I have something in common, other than obviously it's, you know, it's like fraternal twins, um, right. is that we both have vertigo. I do have a little bit of that. You have that? I actually literally had a, had a little attack while we were talking just now. I wasn't sure, like, literally down was that way for a minute. It just, it comes at times that I can't, I can't explain. When, 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 how long have you had it? I, my mother had it really badly. She couldn't get up on a, you know, stand on a chair. It would be just torturous. Um, I, I never had it when I was a kid. Maybe one time I remember I was climbed up this steep hill and then I didn't, I was yelling and screaming. I was very little. I didn't dare climb down, and my dad had to come up and get me. But other than that, I've always climbed trees, mountains, everything. Didn't think about it. And um, as an adult, it has hit me once in a while. The first time it really hit me badly was actually during Lord of the Rings. I was doing a scene. You know these movies so well. <clears throat> the second movie, The Battle of uh, for Helm's Deep. Sure. Um, there was a scene, all these scenes were at night and it was wet and rainy and there was a stairway that was about, I don't know, not maybe a foot, a little over a foot wide, no railing, going up the side of a wall. And I'm, there's a scene where I'm fighting my way up, trying to get up to the top and there's all these orcs coming down and there are weapons and I'm fighting them all the way up. One throws a spear sideways, and I sort of leap over and swing my legs over the precipice and keep going. And I did, I don't know, I did a couple, three takes. And then they said, well, we want to do one more take, but let's just take a break. Everybody rests a little. And so everybody was like going, running, rushing down. And I turned, I was going to go down the stairs, and I suddenly got it. It was really badly, and I was, I froze. And people were waiting. All these orc actors were trying to get past me. And I just got against the wall like that. And I said, go ahead, go by, go by. And I was just looking up at the night sky. I couldn't look down. And they're looking at me, you all right? And I go, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just resting. I'm just relaxing. And I was like, so tense. And then I slowly kind of curled around because I couldn't, I just had to look at the stone. I was just like, like a spider, you know, against the wall. And then everybody had left. So then it was obvious that I was up there doing this. And there, people are going, Vigo, are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm just, just, you know. <laughs> just really in character. Just I'm relaxed. <laughs> just stay in character. Oh, come on down and have a cup of coffee. Do you want me to throw you something up there, a sandwich? I go, no, no, no. It's the image of catching something over this abyss, wow. you know. It was horrible. And I, and I was really thinking, I don't know how I'm going to 
I don't even want to go down. I, much less do I want to fight on these stairs. And I'm, I'm dreading when they all have to come up and troop past me again to get in position. Somehow I got through it, but it was horrible. It was really horrible. Ladies and gentlemen, Falling is in select theaters and on demand next Friday. The man is Viggo Mortensen, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings early and ad-free on Wondery Plus. Rise and shine, football fans. Start your day the right way with Morning Footy, a podcast that covers every aspect of the global game. Headlines, match previews, analysis, interviews, culture, fashion, and plenty of banter. Join as we track the thrills and spills of Europe's biggest title races, the business end of the Champions League season, a summer packed with international competitions, MLS, NWSL, and much more. Subscribe to Morning Footy.